You are right up Main Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. welcome. Hi, babes. Hi. This is the 50th episode. Yep. We made it. <laughs> Wait, what is it? 50th? What is, what is that? Is that gold? Is it silver? I don't know what it is. Is it diamond? I don't, I'm not sure. 60. Oh, we've oh. got another voice in the studio. I think we've got to introduce someone well, I think, for I our think, 50th episode. Yeah, I think that there's not a chance that we can uh, keep her off mic. So <laughs> let's just roll straight into it. For the 50th episode, the special guest is my mum, Laura York. Hello, everybody. Oh, hi, Laura. Hi. Hi, mum. Hi. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I, look, this oh, is going to be this is going to be quite the episode. We've had. You might not know this, Laura, but when we get into it, we have asked our listeners to submit questions specifically for you, and we've had a barrage of questions <laughs> come through. So you're going. You need to have some answers. That's all I'm going to say. I hope I've got the answers. Okay, so. Now, what, how many days have you been in L.A. now? What day did you arrive? Wednesday evening. Okay. Now, you've got to tell everyone about that flight. Before we get into feedback, before we get into anything, I need to know about the flight over here. It was different to the usual because there was hardly anybody on it. Mm -hmm. And I was asked by one of the hostesses why I was coming to America because there were not not many people are allowed to right now and when I explained she went off and came back with another hostess who I'm going to guess is a slight senior one and just took my hand and said you're my favorite person on here come with us and upgraded me oh. totally wow and gave me a bottle of champagne to share with my son with Fraser when I got here now where is that champagne has that been consumed yet no no not yet we it's haven't had that yet saving it for my birthday mm. Um, other big questions about the flight over. What did you watch on the plane? Hold on. Mum's just consulting her Android phone to find out what film she watched <laughs> yes. on, the, on the plane. So what did, right. you, what, what did you watch right, on the, the plane? The first thing I watched was called Hope Gap with Annette Benning and okay. Bill Nighy. Don't know. How many, how many stars out of five would you give that? Minus, four, minus three. Whoa. It was <laughs> depressing. It was heavy. Um, I watched 85% of it and I missed the last part because I couldn't carry on any longer and then I when I read the summary of it I missed the part that probably was the most uplifting or the only uplifting part oh <laughs> oh dear then I watched Escape from Pretoria <laughs> what is that all about apartheid and love something another uplifting piece I, of I, content I, I enjoyed that but okay. the most um the thing was that Daniel Radcliffe was the main part part person in that yeah and um, I couldn't get past the glasses and the Harry Potter, even right. though it was meant to be quite serious and right. in prison. And you're just you're just watching apartheid, but with like a boy wizard. Right. That's exactly yeah. how it felt. That's a real mix. Of and he genres. made keys out of wood to escape, so it wasn't that far off Harry Potter, really. Oh, okay. <laughs> I sure we should be talking about apartheid like that. Okay. 
So normally in the podcast, we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. But because it's our 50th episode and you've managed to, to smuggle your way into the country. I have. I mean, really, you're our topic for today. I smuggled myself in. Yeah. <laughs> so before we get into it, shall we do a little bit of feedback? Yes. Well, first of all, I guess... Uh, Mum, did you listen to our last episode? Did I? What did you? I am. Um, I listened to them all. So did I miss one? Have I? It was Col- I... it was Coles and Bank Holiday weekends. Did you listen to that episode? No. Wow. Yeah. So wh- why don't you just give us some feedback in general? What's, what do you yeah. think? What do you think of me and Ben? Any, think, any general um, feedback? Any, any notes about the show yeah. that you want to give us? Anything I, you want to change? I like the. I like how natural you are. <laughs> No, I like it when you both start to sing together and it actually works, but you haven't, mm. you haven't pre-empted it. You haven't said, we're going to do this. I, I'm guessing. We sure haven't. Because, <laughs> yeah, but you usually know, you're so in, in tune mm. that it comes across. Translation, in tune, in tune for our American listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Do they eat Parmesan? Oh, oh my God. Well, Uh-oh. let's not get too... Uh, well, you've already derailed us into feedback. Okay, well, let's just let's just tell this story quick. We went out for dinner on Friday and Laura York over here got very annoyed about the fact that I told her that the, the waitress would not understand her saying Parmesan. It was an eggplant Parmesan. And I said, oh, you just have to say Parmesan, otherwise they won't understand you. And what was your reaction to that, mum? I'm not doing it. Because <laughs> that's not how it's spelt. There's no sh in it. There's just an S. I mean, she's got a fair point. Yeah, I think what I was trying to explain is we weren't debating what was right or wrong. It was more about just, you know, assimilating to the country we're in rather than sticking your, you know, drawing a line in the sand and getting very annoyed about it. But I just said I wanted eggplant, please. And they added the other part for me. Yeah. Quite simple. Good workaround. Shall we do some actual feedback? <laughs> for the love of God, please. Okay, we have a new listener, Brian Callahan. He said, this is the first episode I've listened to. It was the Sugar Babe special. Ooh. Loving the podcast. My new fave. Well, thanks, Brian. Yeah, welcome, welcome on board, Bri. Lovely to have you. Tone Ring, one of our long-term followers, lovely to see you as always. He said off the Coles episode, oh my God, I just started to watch the Bring It On movie on Netflix. What is this movie? And that was, I think it was a Saturday night he posted that. Then he followed up. The first 15 minutes of this movie, wow, problematic. Yep. <laughs> I don't know who the target audience for this is. White people? POCs, because nobody comes across well. <laughs> Rihanna has the pivotal role of dot 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 deciding who the winner of the contest is. Solange's team wins because oh, the spoiler. mean white girl, not Hayden, uses the word ghetto, and Rihanna is not okay with that. <laughs> well, I think having read that kind of whole thing, yes, maybe it sounds like the beginning is problematic, but actually, if no one comes across well, maybe it is actually a very inclusive movie. Yeah. Good, good ending. Thank you. Thank you for putting in the hard work. We just watched the trailer, didn't we? We did. Nothing else. Oh, and then um, Lydia just got back saying that for her bank holiday, she went back to Norwich and got drunk with our school friends. So she felt very seen by our episode because she did exactly what we said she was going to do. She did the classic, the classic BH weekend, didn't she? <laughs> As ever, if you want to give us some feedback, do get in touch on our Instagram, on our Twitter, which I haven't checked for a while. Mental note, must check the Twitter. And they can also email us, can't they? Yes, it is. You're welcome, America podcast at gmail.com. And it is the letters U and R instead of Y O U R. You're welcome. Well, we're back. 
with my mum. Hi, mum. Hi. Laurie York is the topic for our 50th episode. I have to say, special. I didn't know this before I arrived. You knew you were coming in the podcast, though, didn't you? No, not till I got here. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I didn't want to overwhelm her. Yeah, mm. you might you might have added that into your your papers for the embassy. <laughs> you said I've got I'm recording a podcast. I have to get to America. Well, they, that one of the reasons they might let you in is work related. Oh, but but you don't have a work visa, so certainly that certainly not. Yeah. So it would have been a disaster. Yeah, and Uh-oh. if anyone is listening, we're not paying her for this appearance. I was just about to ask that question. No. <laughs> You're getting nothing for this. You're getting that cup of Earl Grey tea that you demanded and got pulled out of the deep recesses of Ben's cupboard. Yes. Uh, and what? And may I ask, Laura, what kind of Earl Grey tea? Where was it from? Fortnum and Mason. No uh, other. Thank you very much. Oh. I don't. I mean, I don't think you can get better than that, can no, you? No, I don't think so. Okay, you got into the country. What have you been up to the past few days? We did the, the second, the day after I arrived. We went for a really nice long walk round the reservoir which I don't know the name of Silver Lake Reservoir Mm -hmm. oh and that was lovely and the walk there it's all very interesting for me because it's all so different all the houses are so different to anything I've used to so I'm really curious so I enjoyed the walk it was early evening so it was cool (laughs) saw the dog park which is something that's doesn't occur in England. It's a little smelly, that dog park. Did I didn't go in that? and sniff. I just was observing the little park and the big park. Yeah. And it's unusual. What did you think of the houses? How are they different to the UK, do you think? Maybe this is not true, but to me it feels as though there's no planning. Oh, no, everything's <laughs> different. Everyone's just doing their own thing. Yeah. Yes. Well, I like that. Yeah. It's better than uniform. Yeah. B- better than like Brookside Close, where it's all just like brick houses oh, that look yeah, the same. same. Like all a, exactly the same. Yeah, like a Barrett Homes. Yeah, or an estate, a typical estate yeah. in England. So uh, what we did yesterday, I have, I we did go out for dinner as well. So I just realized so far it's going to make it sound like I've made her yeah. walk everywhere. But um, yesterday we went on a hike around Griffith Park. Oh, mm-hmm. lovely. Um, and we did the very, uh, I was very proud of mum. We did the toughest trail you could do in Griffith Park. You know, the... Uh, Dante's Peak. I know it's not called that, but I always think it's called Dante's Peak. It's the one where you walk up and you can see the Hollywood sign from the top. Oh, nice. Yeah, up that steep kind of rock area. And she managed it. Although, I heard there was a bit of a shoe situation. Yes, we we hadn't even arrived there yet. We were only walking and I had my trainers in a backpack to put on when I got there because I had on what's comfortable Mm -hmm. and one snapped on the way there. So So what did you do? Carried on walking with it snapped until we reached where we were going. In fact, I didn't even know it was snapped until Fraser said, I think your shoe's broken. Oh. So, what, <laughs> yeah. Fra- Fraser, Fraser just gave a, listeners, Fraser just gave a look as if to say, and moving on. Well, it was actually more that since that, since that sandal has broken, I have heard maybe, I'm going to say just roughly a hundred times that we need to go to Target to replace those sandals because mum's only got... A limited amount of shoes with her and she wants to get a very specific it's very like a flat daytime sandal is what mm. she's after and she's uh, gone into autopilot and it's just every time there's a lull in conversation it's just a oh, well do you need to go to target and get that get get replace those sandals true can't <laughs> oh, deny it and what what else have i had to buy since you arrived um he's bought an iron because he didn't possess one and i needed one yeah. and i will need one while i'm here i back you up on that right and a hairdryer because before I left England, he asked if I had a plug, an adapter that would adapt. I said yes. 
I brought it with me. And apparently it's like an alien plug that belongs to nowhere. Yeah, it, I, honestly, I wish I could, I wish I'd taken a picture <laughs> and showed you this plug. It, it looks like it was made in the 70s. Like it's huge and very old heavy. looking, very heavy. Oh. It has these two pins that I don't know what plugs those two pins on the front would go into. And then the back, it, the thing that you'd plug something into. Well, like round, it, it was literally like, it was from Mars in like 1973. The but, thing is, I used it in the Caribbean. And then mum's just, all she was doing was going on about wattage to me. And I was getting <laughs> so furious because she just kept going, well, I know. Because I was saying, well, you you know, you should have known this was not going to fit into the wall. And all I was hearing was, well, I know the wattage. I know the wattage. I, was like, I don't know the wattage. You just know what plugs fit into the wall. Well, I just know two pin doesn't oh belong in England. And I know that it does here, but I've never studied plugs in America that wasn't on my syllabus also I, I have a funny feeling that plug came from somewhere special didn't it where did that from, plug come from it, well that, to be honest I have no idea where it came from because mm-hmm. it, I bought something from a student a medical student <laughs> oh in St Vincent and the plug oh was attached to it and it became really handy <laughs> that heavy mysterious plug oh from the medical God. student yes yeah that's right just mm-hmm. just for the listeners i need to just i need to clear up if my mum ever mentions the caribbean or the island of st vincent that is where my mum lived for a very very long time she is born and raised in the uk uh, she's a caucasian woman but yes she lived for 15 years in the caribbean so if at any point you hear that part of the story and trust me it really does inform a lot of things uh Another example for you, we went to my pool yesterday and had like sunbathed by the pool for a little bit before we went for a walk. And mum got in the pool and it was too cold for her. And as she was complaining about it, she said to me, well, we don't have this where I'm from. In the Caribbean, the pools are not this cold. <laughs> now there I was is like, oh, excuse me, say. Princess Margaret. <laughs> <sighs> I just want to clarify, not that I'm going on record and trying to make myself correct in every situation here, but... It was it mm-hmm. made, debatable. It was yeah. made to sound like I was telling her that she didn't need an iron. That's actually untrue. There is a uh, there is a, a dispute going on between me and mum at the moment where she told me that um, apparently I told her I was going to buy an iron, uh, which I have not seen any evidence of that message. I don't look for it now. She's just for listeners out there. Laura just uh, grabbed her Android snatched, phone, snatched up that Android from the table <laughs> to try and get the get the evidence. Look, I just know if I, I just know if I told you I was going to get something, I would have got it. Okay, so you're calling me a liar. Yes. Thank you. Yes, yeah, okay. I'm openly clear. calling you a liar. Loud and clear. Uh, I'm going to need you over there to back it up. Okay. <laughs> You're absolutely delighted with yourself, aren't you? Oh, very. Um, <laughs> Laura, I need to ask, what else? So heavy, heavy, mysterious plug mm-hmm. got brought with you. Mm-hmm. No uh, hair dryer. What else got brought with you? I know there was a special pair of shoes. Oh, a special pair of shoes that I ordered online last year that I have never worn mm-hmm. and I don't like. <laughs> so I really have no idea why I brought them with me, except for they came in a special bag. Which impressed me. Oh. And they're not even a colour that I own anything <laughs> to do with. Well, I described them as it looked like if someone was doing a routine on Strictly Come Dancing slash Dancing with the Stars, but the routine was themed around being a bridesmaid <laughs> on a ship. <laughs> on a ship. On a cruise ship. They are. Maybe, okay, so maybe if there was a Bridesmaids the Musical performance on a cruise ship yes. with Strictly choreography yes and, and exactly and the star of that show was a dancer from strictly yes you you, you flavia kakachia or someone like that yeah Ooh, i don't know if, though, if i just said her name correctly uh-oh 
Um, but yes, and it, really, if you took out the those shoes and that giant plug, that would have been the exact perfect thing for yeah, a travel but- lion. Do you, ha- do you have any questions for her? Just in general, oh. you want to know about my childhood? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when was the first time you realised your son was a homo? About three. <laughs> really? <laughs> what was it? What was what was he up to? Like sashaying around at three. Sashayed around. <laughs> wasn't interested in Lego or building blocks. What yeah. was he interested in? He. We went to Portugal when he was two, mm-hmm. and bought what? him. Bought him a little set of um, cups and saucers mm-hmm. and a little stove, a little, and um, he spent a lot of time playing with that and by a pool of some apartments we were in. And there were four, two couples who were very London. <laughs> okay. um, and I was very conscious that he oh, kept going over going. to them with these little cups and saucers. And when I said, oh, you know, leave them alone. And they said, he's all right, love. We love him. Bring us another cup. Oh. They were like, let that little queer come over and give us a cup of tea. (laughs) You little queer kid. Give us your gay tea. Yeah. (laughs) What was it? What's a real, like, oh, puff. That would be a real London word of the time. Let your puffy little son serve us some tea, love. That would be lovely. (laughs) Also, when you said very London, in my head, I went very posh. No, No, the opposite. Yeah, I got that. They were two London cabbies and their wives. Well, back go. in the day, well, cab, cabs are ex- smokers. Cabs, cabs are expensive in London. <laughs> what did you just say? Heavy smokers. <laughs> Don't put that in. No, they're not. They're not going to listen to this. Okay, so there was the there were the cups of tea by the pool. Anything mm. else? I mean, maybe as he got slightly older, that was age three. As he was progressing through his childhood, what else was going on that were maybe a sign that he uh, was a homosexual? What about my music tastes? Talk to me. Talk everyone through some oh, of the. Oh uh, gosh, wham bam. What was it called? Shazzle. No, not. Shazza, um, I, t- I told you about it recently. No, I want you, I want you, I know what you're I talking about. And I, want you to keep, I want you to keep trying to describe it because so far you said wham bam Shazza. Shazza Malam or something. Shazza Malam. It wasn't, but it was all no. along those lines. Keep going. And every time it came on, Fraser would jump up on a chair or anything that was available with something in his hand as a microphone, and be very show busy. And we were very used to him doing it. So we've sort of liked it. Okay, but you still haven't... So far you've said wham bam, shazamalam. Kazamalam. Banana Rama? No, I know. Kazakhstan? Yes, it was definitely a song about the country of Kazakhstan. It's all along those lines anyway. Oh, indeed. No, it was a big band song by Natalie Cole. Natalie Cole. Um, Okay. It was called Mm. Orange Coloured Sky. Yeah, and you loved it. I'm going to play a little bit for you. And you always had to enact it. Well, as a child, my songs in a similar vein were age three, I was very into Kylie. Whenever I heard Kylie, I would get up and dance. And then when the Shoop Shoop song came out, oh, Cher's yeah. Shoop Shoop song, I won a dancing competition at a disco, just Did dancing you? to it by myself. Wow. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. She was very important to me. Oh. Well, there's also one, an opening to a certain song that... Um, I believe I have mentioned on the podcast before, but you quoted later to me saying that when you heard the beginning of this song, it used to make a a cringe go up your spine because you hated it so much. Are you ready? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, 
Laura York just Laura York just oh. flinched. She visibly flinched. At and the I think of it. having two sons, one older than Fraser, the comparison was fa- my older son's favourite song at a similar age was Donald Where's Your Trousers. Oh, my ben people. Knows, ben knows a lot about Donald. Yeah, Where's your trousers? We had that. He, we yeah, I know him. Donald. He never found them. <laughs> yeah. Never found those trousers. Oh, the wind blows high, the wind blows low. That's how that song goes, right? <laughs> yeah. Donald, where's, where's your, your trousers? trousers? I can't do... Yeah, I'm yeah. no good at accents, as you can tell. So what do you think the main difference... Speaking of his older brother, in, Elliot. Yeah, um, what, what are the main differences between Fraser and Elliot? Elliot's uh, apart practical. From, apart from straight and gay. Wait, Elliot was practical. Euphemism. Practical means straight. Mm-hmm. And Fraser, Fraser was artistic. Wasn't practical. Okay. When you when a, your windscreen smashed, can... you didn't quite know what to do when it, it shattered, and Elliot came to your rescue. Wait, what shattered? Windscreen. Oh. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Yep. And you didn't quite know what to do, as I wouldn't have known what to do. Yeah. And, um... a, st- a stone smashed the back windscreen, and I pulled over and called Elliot and said, "Oh, I, and he where, came where should and... I go and what should I do?" And he yeah. came and got me. Yeah. Yeah, he came and sorted it. So, okay, so for the, our first euphemisms are practical equals straight, yep. not practical equals gay. Got that, it. It <laughs> does make some sense. Done. Um, go on. Another, oh. another differences between us? Sport. Lack of, lack lack of, of interest s- in sport. Yep. Yeah. Lack of sport. Straight. Yeah. Yeah. Gay. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, really, that's probably my main, mm-hmm. the main things. <laughs> okay. The main way you can tell me and Elliot apart is that he not loves sport and he's practical and I'm an impractical non-sports fan. No, you what didn't strange... ask me how to tell you apart. It was to ask how the differences. So Laura, as I told you earlier, we put out to our fans the fact that you were coming on the show. Mm-hmm. And I asked if anyone had any questions for you. We have a lot of questions for you. Have you? Yeah, we sure do. So I'm going to start off with Andrew Westwell has asked, are you Janet? Do you remember? Did you listen to the episode where we got some hate mail? I do remember that. Yeah. She said Ben was a real snob and I was lovely. And she referred I to him as the other that. one. Yeah. I do remember yeah. that. And did you write mm. it? No, I didn't. Okay. I think Michael had a similar question where he said, do you agree with what Janet said? Basically, my, podcast nemesis Michael wants to know, do you think Ben is a snob? That, that was also a question from George. <laughs> do you think I am a snob? I don't know yet. I'll tell, <gasps> I'll tell you near the end of my trip. Wow. <laughs> oh, well, we'll do a check-in. I guess, yeah, we'll do a check-in on the yeah. next episode and find out if Laura thinks Ben is a snob. snob. Yeah, Love that. Well, I will tell you what I think. You've been reaping the benefits of his snobbery so far with that Fortnum and Mason's tea. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's a... And also work. where we went to eat was really nice and it was your suggestion. It was my suggestion. But I wouldn't say that would make you a snob. I would just say that you have taste. Yeah, I do. You're right. Thank you. Um, I have a, I have another question from Andrew Westwell. <laughs> this one really made me laugh. What are Laura's top tips for a trip to Norwich slash Norfolk? Oh, that's a good question. If anyone's visiting Norwich, Norfolk, where we grew up, where I grew up, where you raised us, uh, what are your top tips for people visiting? So, so, for example, Laura, I've never been. So if I were going for the first time, what would you recommend? You've got the city and it's very, very nice. It's quite historic, got a lot of cobbled streets, back streets and really nice little um, independent stores of nice things and nice clothes. This is Norwich, isn't it? You're yes, talking about. yes. Um, but on the other hand, you've also got the Norfolk Broads, which are complete countryside within a very short distance of leaving Norwich. So you have got it a all. combination. What and about North Norfolk, the beaches? Oh, the beaches are in the top 10 beaches 
in and what's England. that beach that everyone that everyone in Norfolk recites that one fact that they filmed the All Saints music video there? Holcomb Beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holcomb and what beach. else did they film there? Remember? No. The end of Shakespeare in Love. Yes. Remember? It's everyone in Norfolk's facts. Yeah. Like, um, um, uh, uh, Holcomb Beach is where they filmed uh, Shakespeare in Love and uh, the, the Pure Shores video by All Saints. I'm moving, I'm coming, so, can you hear? So yeah. they must have used a, a heavy, heavy filter for that Pure Shores video. Yes. Yeah. Because, yeah, you, you in your head you think, oh, it's going to look the like beach they're, the they're going to be on the mm. beach from the beach. But actually, the music video really does just show that they're on like a cold british beach oh it does look chilly yeah. although it's always chilly that's that is the downside yeah. it's on the east coast and it is cold um and that's also north norfolk's very famous for crabs <laughs> it's true i i love crabs it's true north, yeah north yeah. Um, i crab Croma, oh, yeah that's famous a- there's a seaside town called Cromer, yeah. and, and as a childhood activity, we used to go crabbing in yes. Cromer a lot. Yes, mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna just go back to our questions. I've got another one for you. Um, this is a, a very good question. Uh, this is from Frank Tendo on Instagram. He just simply is that asked Nin's brother. What Nintendo? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Frank Tendo asked simply, "Sugar babes or girls allowed?" Pick one. Girls allowed. <gasps> I mean, that was immediate. Wow. What are your reasonings? My reasonings are, are very disappointing for okay. you. Okay. My reasonings are I would probably recognise more music by Girls Allowed. Is that because I played it all the time? Probably. Right. But so but, Sugar Babes, uh, I wouldn't know quite so well, so I'm not going to pretend or lie and say them without okay. good reason. Okay. Great. Favourite favorite member of Girls Allowed? Cheryl. Is that well, just because that's the only one you remember? Yes. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, the look of sheer panic on your face as you answered that was <laughs> selling it. But she's the most well-known. Yeah. For most people. Mm-hmm. Not for us. Of a, of a different generation. Speaking of UK pop culture in general, what is going on in the UK right now? Is there any specific music or TV shows or things that you're really into or everyone's talking about? I think at the moment, female singers... Which, Such which ones? Which ones? Oh, don't ask me that. Celeste, who I just play for you, who's just won a, an award. Right. Right. Um, Daphne and? No. no. It's um, not Celeste. It's not Celeste going no. solo from Anne, Daphne Anne and Celeste. Marie. Oh, Anne Marie. Yeah. Yep. Billy. Yep. It's Eilish, isn't it? Not yeah. Me. Yeah, I want to pronounce it right. They, they all seem to follow a certain path. They're, okay. they're all they're not all the same but they're all there a little go. similar okay. and they seem to be really popular and that's only the only three that have come straight into my head right now what do you like to listen to any music from the islands or anything well, it's only that's all that's why i'm really trying hard here well i will say that growing... i'm very into reggae but not <laughs> but not not bob marley not Other. commercial reggae. No, Mum not likes at all. underground reggae. Oh, yeah, okay. Very much. Nice. <laughs> what I will say, growing up in my teenage years, Mum had a very, some very strange albums came into our house that Mum bought. One was Vanessa Carlton's album. Remember that? Yeah. Because you liked A Thousand Miles. You liked that and song. And I loved Niles Barkley, and I only heard the one song on the that, radio. That. And I the went one and bought song, the album. The one song we song. all heard. I know. Fucking song. And then you, you bought, inexplicably, you bought Kelly Rowland's solo album. Yes. And why was that? Because you liked that song. Mary's got the same size hands as Marilyn Monroe. Maybe I thought that you would be... Doing she something put to her it that I would like to in watch. the imprints at Man's Chinese Theatre show. We're actually gonna we are taking a trip to Man's Chinese Theatre. So we're gonna recreate that part of the song Stole by Kelly Rowland. Great. Look forward to that. 
I just remember that specifically because that album had Can't Nobody on it, which is one of the best songs ever made. I know, I know, can nobody do it like me? I know, I know. Beautiful. Would be with a bit of music backing it. Might have been in June. Oh, oh. And, uh, and out, of, out of the all of those albums, the one album that truly sticks in my mind is inexplicably my mum loved and purchased Shaggy's album. Yes. I've seen Shaggy live and he is still alive. <laughs> Everybody else that I've seen died. So I've been wary about oh. going to see people now. Wait, why? Because you think you're cursing them? Yeah. Well, that's not true. Lamar's not dead. No. Uh, Amy we, Winehouse we, is. Yeah. Marvin Gaye is. Michael Jackson is. Yeah. Thank God. So I did <laughs> breathe a sigh of relief when Shaggy Lived continued. On. Yeah. Where did you see Shaggy? Where um, did you see him? In St. Vincent at a casino outside. Out in the grounds of a casino. Oh, lovely. Wow, an alfresco shaggy performance. <laughs> it That's was, really. Yes, it was very much so. What were you drinking that day? Rum. Straight in with that rum. What would you have with the rum? You were telling us the other night. Ginger. Rum and ginger. Mm-hmm. That sounds lovely. Or coconut water. Fresh coconut oh. water. What was the what was uh, from the Shaggy's Alfresco set? What was the what, what's your what was the highlight? What was your favourite song? I all of them. I liked everything. And he sounded the same as What's your favourite? You liked, don't call me wasn't angel. Me, probably. Oh, you like it wasn't me. Probably, because yeah. it's just like his signature. I feel like you've had, when we had dinner on Friday night, you definitely referenced a few celebrities you've come across in I St. Have. Vincent. Can you tell us some of them? I have. I have. When I come across them, some I've met, some I haven't. Okay. Um, people that I haven't met that I've actually just seen and mm-hmm. spotted um, are Daniel Craig... Yeah, yeah. Um, Not Daniel Day-Lewis, like you said on Friday. I know, that's why I was staring at you, like, mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was at Mystique, wasn't it? On Mystique. On Mystique. Yes. And was he in his swimwear, like in the James Bond movie? He was in a pair of shorts, but I I think he had a T-shirt on. And what what was... It was New Year's Day, so he probably had a hangover. How did he look? Been invited to a party. How did he look? I know he's not your type, but Uh, how did he look? Are we talking... He looked the same as... He looked... Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> Laura's official verdict, Daniel Craig, doable. Mm. Yeah, 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 he's doable. Yeah, yeah. all right. Hey, Dan. Okay, who else have you seen? Jerry Hall. Oh, good one. I saw Jerry Hall when I was with you. She was languishing. In she a, was laying in a Jeep. And she was doing it as though she was modelling and she was just dropping her kids off at stables. Yeah, she looked of great. Co- of course, she was dropping her kids off at... Stables. She Perfect. honestly looked gorgeous. I remember she was yeah, wearing like a white cotton, did. a white cotton dress, and she was yeah. just laying in this jeep, and she was just like her hair throwing was, her hair, her like hair back in the wind, and she yeah. turned to us and she just went, "Hi, oh, yeah. like Jerry." Yeah, and did. we were all like, <gasps> "Wow." Who else have you seen? I've I've seen Johnny Depp. Uh-oh. Wow, wow, that was now. Why was Johnny Depp? Kira in... Knightley, Orlando Bloom. Okay, well, this little trio, let's talk about why you saw Kira Knightley, Johnny Depp, and Orlando Bloom. Because they were making the first and part of the second film, Pirates of the Caribbean, on St. Vincent. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell us a little story about something that could have been. Talk to us, tell us that story. I was approached and asked whether I would be in the film. As? What do you call them? Well, I'd like to know what you think that you'd call them. Well, uh, prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> Were there prostitutes in the Pirates of the Caribbean? I would, I'd go with just general wench. Wench. All right, wench. That's the word I wanted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're approached to play a wench yes. in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yes. 
And why didn't that happen? Unfortunately, politics played a part. <laughs> How but, so? were, you, were you running for governor at the time? <laughs> yeah. What was going no, on? It would, um, it would actively go against her campaign if she was a, seen as a wench. <laughs> oh, Disney, wench for president. Yeah. No, Disney wanted to pay X amount to local people per day. And the government said no, because they said it would cause unrest. Because it would be too much money per day as to what is a general wage. Okay. There. Wow, that's quite a strange rule, isn't it? Unrest. What kind of unrest were they thinking? Because they thought people would be angry that they didn't get the money. Probably, or well, that they weren't. Well, not yeah, everyone should get money just because some people are getting money. It's very communist. I do agree with you. It is. Oh, there you go. That sums it up for me completely. Well, Don't ever say that though, because I might not be allowed back in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we've got to. Yeah, we'll cut all your I controversial. Have to be very careful there because I have to. Well, and we have a big listenership on St. Vincent. The Prime Minister does listen to this, so <laughs> go straight to him. <laughs> Ralph. Is his name Ralph? Ralph. Do you know Ralph? Unfortunately. <laughs> all right, let's 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 stop right now. But yeah, I, I am upset that we live in a world where my mum could have been a busty, and I'm, I'm throwing in the word yeah. busty because they, they would have made you, they definitely would have made you have your, your boobs out. I know. <laughs> I know that. I, you probably would have got to keep the costume though. Yeah. Possibly. Which would have been fun. Yeah. There yeah. is still a film set there. Yeah, what, for Pirates of the, of the Caribbean? Yes, yeah, you can go visit a, it. Yeah, at a place called Walla Labu. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know I want to say that in Australian accent. Wallalaboo. Wallalaboo yeah. bye. Well, this is actually a good segue into a question from Andrew Westwell. Who's the American celebrity equivalent of Laura York? Who do you think? Is there, is there an American celebrity that you just, you, you think you would get on with or you think you're very similar or you might, who could play you in the movie, which will one day get made? Um, not an American equivalent, okay. although she resides here. Okay. And I do think, I have been called that by Fraser only, but I don't think he's wrong. Okay. And that is Sharon Osbourne. <gasps> mm, the recently cancelled Sharon Osbourne. Mm. What is it about Sharon Osbourne that, that chimes with you? Outspoken. Mm-hmm. Out of control? No. <laughs> <laughs> Outspoken doesn't mind making a bit of a fool of herself mm-hmm. laughs readily yep i actually i have an, a kind of an updated person as well who's oh, an american okay. person and uh, mum and i were watching the real housewives of beverly hills the other day and mum mm. had some not so kind things to say about lisa renner uh, but actually the american equivalent of laurie york is actually lisa renner oh really they I have very um they have very distinct hair and uh, and a lot to say and a lot of energy Mm-hmm. So I'd say maybe if Lisa Rinna got like a Tina Turner wig. Oh, okay. Because mum's hair can can border into Tina Turner territory. Oh, we love Tina. <laughs> we do. It, did, it's unruly hair that can't be tamed. Did Can't be straight. Did your... Well, maybe this is a question for you. Was was your mum's hair similar in the 90s? Has it always been sort of yeah. similar? Yeah it's, yeah, it's definitely always had this shape and this kind of structure. Had it's no just, choice. It's just, gone, it's just gone from bigger to smaller. Mm. Got it. Speaking of the 90s... Mm-hmm. On the podcast, you may have heard a number of times that Fraser brings up your your cooking skills. There are none. Oh, well, that was going to be my question because he's very um, openly critical about your cooking skills from when he was growing up in the 90s. Yes, I've got one thing that stands out in my mind that I've repeated over the years occasionally. Okay. And um, we were having a Sunday dinner, which I had cooked. Um, It wasn't pleasant. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I've, I've never put any love into cooking because I don't like cooking. I've only done it so that we're not hungry. Got it. And I did this Sunday dinner and it was just the three of us. Dad must have been away. Yeah. And I'm here, there and there. Mm-hmm. And there were no words spoken between my two sons. But at the exact same moment, they put down their knife and fork, took a hand each and said to me, Mum, you're officially a crap cook. Wow. wow, I have zero. And I of said, that I know, and started to laugh. <laughs> I'm, I don't, I'm not a, a feed, a natural feeder of people. Do, do if you, people were coming to stay with me, I don't, my first thought is not food. What am I going to give them? It's my alcohol. first thought is no, my first thought is they're coming to see me and it'll be comfortable. It's never going to be uncomfortable. But hungry, but comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, I've never well, let anybody a, be hungry. I, I always a, do. I food. thought you were going to tell the story of the time that Mum was trying to cook a curry, which was very <laughs> odd. She was cooking. It was like a, but it was just like a standard, you know, like a patax curry sauce or something like that. It was just like a chicken curry. I know. And everything was going fine, and I was like, oh, I think this is because it's like a sauce from a jar. It where smelled you cook, good. Yeah, it smelled good. It looked good. You can't go wrong. And then at the eleventh hour, just as we were getting ready to to serve. I, with a mad look in her eyes, mum just inexplicably opened a tin of baked, baked beans, beans and, and put them in it. Threw it into the curry. Why would you? And you do- said, "Why have you put baked beans in it?" And I said, "I don't know," and I genuinely meant, "I don't know." Wow, what, yeah. what came over you? You thought you were getting overconfident by yeah, that point. She, well, no, she, she just, was like, this is smelling I no good. Idea. I don't know how I'm good. She's like, I've got to ruin it somehow. We can't have a delicious meal in the house. I, because you, I, because I got married quite young oh, and went God. straight from home mm-hmm. to that. I didn't, I, I do remember standing in a phone box in Norfolk, having only just gone up there very young and mm-hmm. I had a frozen chicken in my hand and I rung my mum and in a phone box and said, I've got a chicken, what do I do next? And what did you do next? Why were you Followed using a phone box? Instructions. We don't have phones, there weren't any. No androids back then. But in the house. Why didn't you phone her from your house on a landline? Because we didn't have a house at that time. It was Dad living in... Where were you? Rented... You were living in a field? Great Yarmouth. No. You rented what? Dad did. He rented somewhere at first. So... Sorry. So Dad didn't have a phone? Nobody had a phone. A landline? No, you had phone boxes. Uh, Fraser, Fraser. Bearing in mind, my dad remembers the first time he encountered electricity... He, it was when he was on a train and right. that's when there was a light switch. My father is a lot older than you. He's 85. Okay. But he, that's the first time he encountered electricity. So your mum no, going I, to a phone box no, with no, a frozen chicken isn't out of this world. I no. just, I'm just, I, I just questioned at this point. I thought everyone at that point had a landline in their not house or no. apartment or flat nope. or whatever. No, nope. wow. not everybody. Good to know. Mm. Do you remember your toasty machine from the 90s? Yeah. Yeah. Still got, I think I've still got one. Yeah? Hmm. Because Fraser has very fond memories of making yeah, toasties. Yeah, I have actually... That was a backup. I backup. actually have an update on that. Um, <laughs> well, it was very hard to feed Fraser because he was a vegetarian who didn't like vegetables. So he was, so he was fussy, which is another euphemism was, for homosexual. He yeah. was right. ever so fussy. He'd ask for a bacon sandwich without any bacon, please. And it only consisted of... Bread and ketchup. Bread and ketchup. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of toasty makers, uh, my friend Leah messaged me out of the blue and said, I'm listening to your latest podcast. I thought you'd like to hear, we just bought a toasty maker and they're much improved from the 2000s. Um, the iron plates are removable and dishwasher proof. Oh, that's good. And it also comes with ciabatta plates and waffle irons. And she just said, life is good right now. Oh, <laughs> Leah's just oh. out there waffling and making ciabattas. 
Well, speaking of the 90s and the past, we had someone get in touch. It was Breeze Bloch. Um, Debbie. And she asked, Debbie wants to know, what is your favorite memory of Fraser? He's not, he's still with us. He's, <laughs> not, he's not dead. But what's your, so far, what's your favorite memory of Fraser? I had, I had um, cancer in 2008. And on one of my last visits to the hospital for checkups and was given the all clear, Fraser happened to be with me and took me on a, a very old wooden roller coaster. I think it was the oldest wooden <laughs> roller coaster in the UK so that it, it, to celebrate so that I wouldn't ever forget. Oh, that's yeah. so nice. Yeah, we were, in, we were in Great Yarmouth. I just want to put that into context. This is why I didn't want to sound like a monster. It was, <laughs> I didn't, you know, after she got the all clear from cancer, <laughs> drive us 100 miles to like a theme park. We were in a town where there was a kind of a seaside thing on the beach. And mm. I said, oh, we should go on this roller coaster and it'll be like a, a fun celebration of like this amazing day. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's lovely. I can't, every memory, honestly, is good. <laughs> it's such a lie, but thank you. No, it isn't. <laughs> selective Mm -hmm. selective memory what what was your reaction when fraser revealed that he was going to move to the u.s what was your reaction how did you feel i felt excited for him Mm -hmm. yeah but i always wanted to move here yes i just felt excited for you i've always been i think when you went to when you came here when you were 18 in your gap year yeah to do your first lot of travel alone I took him to Gatwick Airport and I said to him, I don't want to hear from you. (laughs) And I don't want you to feel obligated when you get off a plane that you have to send me a message to say, I'm here, I've arrived. I was so excited for him. I was almost shaking with excitement for him. And I just said, if you need me, you know where I am, but I don't want you to feel like you have to keep on informing me what you're doing. I want you to just have an adventure. And as I walked away, I thought, I am the weirdest mother. (laughs) (laughs) And then on arrival back in the the US, uh, arrival back in the UK, me and Leah, who messaged us about the Toasty Maker, we were both really excited because we hadn't hadn't seen our mums for three months. And they both said they were coming to the airport and we were talking about how nice it would be to come through arrivals, you know, and like have our parents there to greet us. And uh, my mum and Leah's mum got lost and we sat, uh, we sat at like a, at a bench at arrivals, like waiting for them to come and pick us up for like an hour. You remember that? Yeah. Yes. When, when I told my dad that I was going to move to the, to the US, he said to me, and he's, he's Scottish. He calls me Magai. That's how he refers to me. He's mm. like, that sounds like a great idea, Magai. Then he paused and he said, and even if I didn't, I know you just do it anyway. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yep, he knows you well. He does. And that's, that's supportive parenting right there. <laughs> yeah. Max Powers got in touch and he wants to know, Laura, who were your pop divas growing up? Did you have specific pop divas that you listened to or people you enjoyed? Not divas. Okay. Well, what did you listen to? Motown. Oh, okay. That Motown. Yeah. Like who? Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye. Diana uh, Ross. Diana Ross. I know. Not as much. In, yes, I did. But I preferred the, uh, sorry to say this, preferred the male singers. <gasps> sorry is, to say this. Which is literally Well, I, I know. I realised. That's why I said it. sorry before I said it out loud. Thank you. Thank you for apologising yeah. for that in our podcast because we do not ever want to hear... 
a straight white man in particular sing or emote over music. I know, yeah, I know. You know some of the examples you gave were men of color, but in general, we prefer female voice. Yeah. Yes, I do know that. You do know that. <laughs> and I, and I would imagine somebody really good that might be straight and white, you'd still say you preferred Ricky Martin over. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was another coded, another coded, a wild, <laughs> twisted turn of logic that you just took. There. Like, I guess you're not wrong. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. I guess if you were like, oh, you could listen to a song by Coldplay or a song by Ricky Martin. I think, I guess you're right. I would pick Ricky Martin. Which I is, believe so. Yeah. yeah. Especially that song that he did with uh, Christina Aguilera. Nobody wants to be lonely. Where they're in the CGI yeah. maze. Nobody wants to cry. Every time I'm in there. And um, Christina's wearing a wig, wig and a half in that. And, and More wiggy than burlesque. And she's wearing quite a specific nose ring from memory, I think. Yes, absolutely. Do you remember when you went to see Britney Spears? And I, and you came home and you were you said because um, you were so close to the front. A she'd done a wedgie, and you were like, "I'll never forget." What me seeing Britney Spears pull out a wedgie? Yes, yeah. that is correct. Yeah. Okay. And the other thing was that you were that close that you think some of her perspiration or something no, might have come. You've completely okay. you've completely messed the story oh, up. Right. It was that oh. it was that her and her dancers had water pistols and oh. they were shooting people in the audience with them. Yeah. And I got shot. Full in the eyes by yes. Britney Spears yeah, and by, with a water pistol. I said, I'm never going to wash my face again. And I never have. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I look so great. <laughs> Brie, producer Brie wants to know, what's your favourite thing about Fraser? Oh my God, this is embarrassing. My favourite thing about Fraser... I, I, it's, it looks so cheesy. Yeah? It's who he is. I love who he is. That's I, so nice. I utterly appreciate who he is. That's wonderful. Thank you. Fraser's, <laughs> Fraser's really struggling with this. Your mum your mom is saying on record into a mic that she 100% accepts and loves who you are. Yeah, no, no. I, I'm really appreciative of it, but this mm. is kind of the most awkward thing I've ever experienced. So is let's uh, move on to another question. I've just had a memory. Do you oh. remember that time, that, that New Year's Eve, where you and Dad went out and I had all my friends over and yes. we destroyed the... Uh, Christmas tree, all the trimmings. There was something fluorescent on our fitted carpet that never, ever came out. <laughs> and you don't even remember what it was, no, so we, we couldn't treat it accordingly. And then the worst part was we, we had like a very kind of antique... Remember that antique like cabinet thing that we had in the, li- in the, yes. the living room? And I um, and we like spilt cheap vodka on it and it like stripped all the, <laughs> like the varnish off this like antique cabinet. How old were you at the time? Sixteen. Yeah. And how did you react when you got back home? You answer that. No, oh, I don't remember. How did you react? I didn't. She's give a shit. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Dad, dad was really annoyed. Okay, good. Yeah, dad was furious. And another memory I've got of you, but that wasn't naughty. He was mm-hmm. nineteen, and it was his birthday, and they were going out. Oh, and I've it's going to be a story. big night out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But from my perspective. Yeah. That's, yours, that's the perspective right, we want. See you whenever. Yeah. See you tomorrow. And <laughs> I was in bed and then heard the car turn up and thought, this is early. What's going on? And then I could hear like scuffling and moving around. And then I opened my bedroom door mm-hmm. and Fraser was laying on the stairs, up the stairs, holding on a door handle, swinging. And I hadn't said a word. And Elliot said, well, I said, why are you back so early? And Elliot just pointed. And he was just swinging and hanging on, saying, I am 19. I can do what I like. (laughs) And Elliot said, shut the door, mum, and go back to bed. I'll deal with it. 
And that's what happened. Oh, that's but I, I also did tell you that I was throwing up blood that night. Do you remember? It was something with black currant. It was sex on the beach cocktail. Yes. <laughs> and he thought he was bleeding. <laughs> now, as you, were, as you were here in LA, in America, have you been to the US before? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> now, how was Jesus that Christ. when you were here? Because we, we, we an obviously... Experience. An experience. Because we want to mm. hear your perspective of... Being well, being living in the UK and being over here, and on your and being take, eighteen, and, so young. Oh, you were eighteen. Okay, I was 18. what happened? I was having my lunch one day in a pub in Southampton. Okay, and one of the Southampton football team came in. I knew them, mm-hmm. most of them, because I worked, did some jobs that involved involved them and myself. <laughs> I worked, it does, does I make it sound a, like you're a prostitute. No, I worked for an agency and um, <laughs> an escort agency. No, and sometimes it was a promotion agency, and I worked in the office. But sometimes I would go out. For example, I did a Harvey Warbanger promotion down in a nightclub in Bournemouth, and I was in charge of it. <laughs> What's Harvey Warbanger? It's a drink. It's a drink. It's in that tall, tall bottle up. That, that, right. And I oh, um, see so you were like a shots girl. I was promoting it in this nightclub in, in boots, over-the-knee boots and hot yeah, you were, Yeah, you were a shop yeah. girl. And then there was a shop opened, a new denim outlet in Southampton's <gasps> High Street called Jean Machine. And I was there for the opening and it was all in the newspaper with the Southampton football team. So I sort of vaguely knew some of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in this pub one day, one of them came and said hello to me and he said... Um, Which Southampton player was it? I'm going to Google not, him. No, because you can't ever put it on anything. No, we won't. We won't. I want to Google. Tell me the name. I'll cut the name out, but I want to Google it and we can talk about what he looks like. Oh, he was not good looking. I never went out with him. That was sure thing. You just went to America with yeah. him? Yeah. He said to me, I was having lunch. I was at working and this was in my lunch hour. Yeah. And he came and said hello to me and he said, I've just split up with my girlfriend whom I'd met. Mm-hmm. Oh, somewhere. I've just found a picture of him. He's pretty hot. That's exactly what he looked. They won the FA Cup the year I went with him. Those, I'm worried about those freckles with him going to America. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, sorry, carry on. Um, he said they'd just split up with this girlfriend of quite long standing. Yeah. He's about 10 years older than me. Well, this is what he looks like I now. know. He owns, he... he owns a pub in Southampton <laughs> area somewhere. This is who you'd be with now if you'd, if you'd really wagged it up. Uh, anyway, he said, and I said, oh, I've just split up with my boyfriend that I'd had for a couple of years. So I, well, however long. I'm not 16, I was 17. Anyway... And he said, I'm going to play football. I'm moving over to Washington, D.C. Do you want to come? And I said, yeah. (laughs) So I went back to work, handed in my notice in, went home and said to my mum and dad, I've given up my job. I'm going to America. Good for you. With a name redacted. Yeah. So how long were you over there for? Six months, but not with him at all. Well, no, just get that plane ticket and then, you know. Yeah. You ditched him ditched each other really it wasn't anything oh, okay. i never went out with him it was, what, i what went job? out with him before he left but only to a party for example oh, right. and watched all these people men fawning all over these men because they'd just won the fa cup and trying to buy them drinks it was an unreal world they were idolized and it was so odd for what, me um t- tell ben what job did you do while you were in america i was a cocktail waitress in a seafood restaurant <laughs> i knew nothing about cocktails at all but i had a british accent oh yeah and big boobs, and that's all they wanted. Yeah, yeah. Did you learn? Did you learn on the job? Did you yeah. learn the cocktails? Okay. Yeah, and it was a cocktail. It was a seafood restaurant. It was famous for Maryland crabs. 
Oh. And their sauce was a secret recipe. Very, um, very Ma- busy. Mayonnaise and ketchup. Yeah. yeah. No, we all know it it's, was, all, no, it's it Mary Rose sauce. No, it was a hot thing that they cooked. It was really, really nice. And what drinks did people order? What Can't kind of cocktails? I can't remember anything about the can drinks. You, yeah, what's I was going to say, what cocktail can you waitress. make? I couldn't make one. I was only the waitress. No. Oh, I see. You, you were giving that. Oh, okay. Did you get good tips? Probably. Okay. Don't really remember a lot. Tips I, for tips. I know I met somebody, a lady, and she just said to me, would you like a car? And she gave me a, a soft top car, and she didn't even ask me if I could drive. And I had it for the whole time I was there. She didn't even say, <laughs> have you got a license? Don't, don't look at me like that. This is how mums, all of mum's stories go. I did this, and then a person did this, and I did that. It's just... It's actually true. Fascinating. I remember going to her house, and her husband or boyfriend was away at the time, and um, she had all these, it was in woods, it was like a log cabin, and she had these cars, and she said, you can have one if you want one while you're here, because you can't get to work. Maybe I'd met her there when I was working. Yeah. Maybe. Um, the, <laughs> this, the, mum's, this brush with fame of uh, being a wag for six months uh, is not mum's first uh, brush with fame. Um, I'll, I'll redact the names, uh, you know, if you, if you want me to, but didn't you also, you also dated someone who was, who was in a... Uh, <gasps> A famous music band, didn't mm, you? I did, Hot Chocolate. <laughs> oh, how long did that go on for? Oh, it didn't. It was only one of those things when you're young. <laughs> he, was, he, he was in America most of the time anyway, working because he was famous. And brought back as a present an antique table. And I was thinking, what do I want that for? Yeah. So, so when you, so were you, are you the inspiration for that song? Of course not. I believe in miracles. <laughs> Where you from? from? Your sexy thing. thing. Laurie York. <laughs> just, I'm going to just describe the sounds and what's going on in the kitchen. Fraser has retrieved something from the You're Welcome America kitchen fridge. There's some clinking around of glasses. I spy a bottle of Kylie Rose. Oh, the rose in a glass. Don't compare to Kylie Wine. So I'm going to read the back of the, the label to you. Okay. <clears throat> Rosé 2019 by Kylie Minogue. Lovely. Delicate and fruity with alluring aromas of crisp summer berries and blossom. Great. Made from perfectly ripe sun-drenched grapes from south-facing vineyards. This French rosé is delicious on its own or pairs beautifully with salads and seafood. Salads and seafood. Kylie. And she signed it. Gorgeous. I tell you what, you know, Danny has actually got a job at the Kylie Winery. Oh, what does she do? Yeah, she stomps, yeah. she stomps on the grapes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to say thank you so much for coming Cheers. on the show. Thanks for bringing Kylie's Rosé. Thank you Rosé. for inviting me. Thank you. Our 50th episode. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Oh, that's delicious. Notes of Aphrodite. Mm. That's actually very nice. Oh. I was expecting it to be sweeter than that, which mm. I don't like. No. It's quite dry. It's nice, isn't it? Which I pr- much prefer. Now, where did you pick this up from? Tesco's. Tesco's. The only place that you could get it, I think. Was it an okay price? Just, um, it was £9 a bottle. Okay. Did you get your club card points? Probably. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, for, thank you for getting Kylie Wine at cost, maybe. Yeah. We do appreciate it. I bought three bottles. Oh, wow. Well, we, we need to save, you need to save some of that for your, your housewarming birthday, I yes. think. Yeah. That will go down a treat. Okay, as ever, we are going to round out this very special You're Welcome America episode <laughs> with Laura York, 50 Eps in. 
cheers with the Kylie wine. We're going to play a game of Welcome Not Welcome, where Laura is going to supply us with very British or very American things, and we have to say whether they're welcome or not, i.e. whether we like them or not. So, Laura, you've got some Welcome Not Welcome topics for us. What's your first one? Pick your own. Oh, pick your own fruit. Pick your welcome own strawberries. Yeah, pick your own, well, strawberries, loganberries, uh, pick your own fields in the summer. And they go hand in hand with usually nicer weather in mm. England and Wimbledon, Wimbledon, which is very British. I know that we have open tennis opens all over, but I think we have all those strict standards that are very British, only white clothing for the players. Yeah. I think it is the only country and the only rule that stands. Mm-hmm. Pick your own fruit. So yes. growing up, yeah, we would have this. Yeah. Pick your own raspberries. I remember, we, and what we would do is we would get lots and then we just put it into a big bowl and squash it up and put ice cream and then we would eat lots and then yeah. we'd feel really sick. Yes. Nice. I oh, remember yeah. going home and us having it with just like sugar heaped on top. Yes. Yeah. Just spoons of sugar on yeah. top of a load of raspberries. Yeah. Do, do you know my dad sometimes cuts up tomatoes, translation, tomatoes, and he sprinkles sugar on them. I've, and I've heard of that. And I've had on strawberries, it was introduced to me by a friend of mine, vinegar and pepper. Pepper. Bo- a little balsamic vinegar. And it brought out... Yeah. Yeah. And it really brought out the sweetness. Piquant. Really mm. nice. Lovely. So pick your own. Welcome, not oh, welcome. very welcome. Very welcome. Very good childhood memories of us going to the pick your own. I think, oh yeah. Give us, give us another welcome, not welcome. Cold Christmas. Cold, cold Christmas. Christmas. Well... Here's the thing. You can have a cold Christmas here. Not in LA, but for example, when Jesse and I go to Idaho, it is cold, yeah. way colder than the UK. Right. I've, so. I've been here for every Christmas since I moved here. And I have mm. to say, I've not missed cold Christmas. I've had a really nice time. And also, it's not actually that warm at Christmas here. Like, I've, no. I've, I've, I've been kind of cozy at Christmas in LA. It's mm. not like it is right now. So, I, but I do know what you mean. I do... I'd say a cold Christmas is very welcome. A cold Christmas, an open fire and roasted chest, roasting chestnuts. Well, you're not roasting them, though, are you? I have done. Okay, <laughs> just making sure, because I was worried. You no, know, it does, it does seem like something them. you would have tried to do and completely failed Probably there. burnt them, but yeah, hey I think so. <laughs> so. So you're saying welcome? Yes. Okay, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll say welcome. Mm. Um, well, listeners, thank you so much for being part of our 50th episode yeah. journey. Do get in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and email. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Yep. And let's just finish off by doing a cheers with our Kylie wine, yeah. I think. Cheers, cheers, everyone. Cheers. Woo. You are right up May Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13! I remember we couldn't remember the word for table.